Hi, hello, and welcome to the PlayStation Report. My name is Frank, and joining me this week, you guessed it, it's Tyler. Tyler, how you doing? I am alright. How about you? I am doing very well. It's nice to, you know, take days off of work, um, especially when those days are paid, uh, and especially when you either have the choice of using them or selling them back. I, I just prefer to use it. I value my time. I like to be... I like my time. I like to take my time. Time is money. And I just feel like time spent away from work is worth more than the money they'd pay me to just sell it back to them. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my They don't really let us roll days over into the next year mm -hmm. at all. And they really encourage everybody to use all their vacation during the year and i'm like you know i don't really i don't mind that because i agree i i'm going to use all my days to be away from work i think it's incredibly valuable and important mm -hmm. so I, I totally agree with you dude yeah and uh in doing so i'm, I'm actually uh i'm gonna have a good time this weekend uh you might be wondering why we're recording this one on a thursday uh well, it's it's mostly because I'm I'm going to PAX Unplugged. I'm going to play some tabletop games. I'm going to try to win some tournaments. Going to try to win some prizes. Uh, and have a good time. Maybe play some new tabletop games. Discover something cool. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be the first PAX I've been to since that PAX East we went to. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. First big well. convention. I, I mean, I went to the anime convention earlier this uh, this year, and it was big. It was big. Tekko was was large. It's just, it's not on the level of a PAX, though. I'm just, I'm worried about how many people are going to be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, no, that, that sounds very fun. Is it a three-day thing, or yes, two days? It or? it's three days. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got the weekend cool. passes, so... Yeah, looking forward to that. Might have to yeah. find some food in Philly. Oh, there's a lot of, lot of good food in Philly. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I like Philadelphia when I am in place, certain places in Philadelphia. Outside of that, it's just so aggressive constantly. No matter where you are, everyone's just aggressive. It just feels like if you're just walking down the street, driving from one place to the next, yeah, I just feel like someone's going to fucking rear end me because I'm going two miles an hour too slow. Mm. Um, it's just so aggressive. I'm like, why, why you got to be so aggressive, man? Just calm down. You'll be all right. Yeah. You know? Some of the streets, too, incredibly confusing, I find. Just, <laughs> just in terms of, like, the intersections and... The lanes switching and all that stuff, but yeah, Philly's all right though. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that's not until this weekend, and that's also not video games. Uh, we, is there like I know it's stripped down; it's tabletop games mostly and stuff. But is there any video games at all? So there, I, or? I was looking at a map of the show floor, and it looks like they have a VR booth, maybe. 
Mm, um, okay. And I also know Jackbox was an exhibitor that's going to be there. So there might be a Jackbox thing. Yeah, gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, I wonder too, it, and you might know this, you know, at PAX East and West, I think there's sometimes like booths that are selling video games too. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if there's anything like that there yeah, for I'd... people who want to buy stuff like that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. Uh, there's, it's it's a huge show floor. I imagine it's going to be hard to walk around if PAX East, as a memory, is serves right. It is just difficult to walk around that show floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was very, very packed. I I agree with you there. Yeah. What good memories though? At yeah. PAX East, 2016. That, oh my God, that's so long ago. It, it upsets is. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need to get out, man. You need to get out to one of these. Yeah, one of those, absolutely. Yeah, I, I really do. I really do. Yeah, uh, enough about that, though. Uh, we're going to be talking about some video games, some news. There isn't much news, so a lot of a lot of quick stuff we're going to pass over here. Um, but the big thing is the games we've been playing. And, Tyler, how much more Baldur's Gate have you been playing? Dude, zero. Zero? Sucks. Yeah, I, I honestly have probably played a com- total of maybe three hours of games over the past week. Oh, man. Um, so really, I, I don't know really what happened. I just, I don't know, just didn't have time at all. Yeah. And uh, so unfortunately, no Baldur's Gate. Uh, however, I did, I'm taking off an extra day this weekend. So I'm going to be playing some video games this weekend. Baldur's Gate, probably thrown in there. So none of that, just a little bit more Spider-Man 2, but just, just some side stuff um, that I could tell is culminating into something eventually like each one kind of has their own storyline which is kind of neat um so a little bit of that um a little bit of uh mario wonder i'm in the second world and that's just really fun to just pick up every now and again just play through a couple levels and um yeah that's that's it that's literally it (laughs) Mm. i don't i don't i don't have too much else there so i will have a lot more um next time we chat so yeah how about you yeah i assume you've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 uh well surprisingly no uh oh i'm playing some other things i mean i did do a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3 but i didn't get into anything new i was running through some co-op stuff in act two with uh with the girlfriend and just retreading some ground that i've already been through um gotcha but I have started a couple of things. Um, Ooh. I've started Horizons Gate. Horizons right. Gate is a procedurally generated pirate game um, whose combat is kind of like Fire Emblem-ish in a way. In the It's grid-based sort of stuff. It's class system, the way you go down different branches in certain classes mixed with other classes to create new subclasses and stuff like that um it, it's it's pretty cool so the way the game starts uh you are a privateer who gets betrayed by their country and then you are you know for like political games and you're like hey fuck that uh we're gonna figure this shit out we're gonna expose this admiral for selling us out and uh yeah your adventure begins 
um, yeah, you, you, you uh, buy your first ship, you go, you get your, you recruit some crewmates, um, and it, yeah, from there it's like, you could, it's pretty open-ended, you can choose to be a trader and just uh, buy goods in certain ports and ship them off to other ports, uh, you can go treasure hunting at certain locations, you can uh, go, you can join up with one of the other nations to go privateering for them or you can be a pirate yourself uh yeah really cool um yeah no that sounds neat i've i've heard good things about this game and i'm i'm just watching some gameplay now while you're talking it does seem seem neat yeah uh i yeah i've played about two hours of it so i'm still pretty pretty uh on the surface of it so Looking forward to playing a little bit more of that, but the thing that has been taking a lot of my time, actually, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. How uh, is it? It's really good. I just got done clapping Pan Am's cheeks, and uh, then I went, went off into the Phantom Liberty DLC. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and... And that DLC's like in the middle of the game or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It actually provides alternate endings to the game. Oh, wow. That's that is. I did not know that. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I've read so far. Maybe I misinterpreted what I read, but yeah, I I am really having fun with the Phantom Liberty. It's a pretty cool concept. It's like the president, their plane is. Uh, crash landing in Dogtown and you're there you initially get a call from this net runner who's r- riding with them to um, go save the president and then it turns out the net runner, runner had another objective in Dogtown to get this tech that could save her and save you there's all sorts of different motives going on um, who could say what happened why the president crashed there was it was it an inside job Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty cool new area. Um, really uh, interesting bad guys. Uh, and yeah, Idris Elba's there. <laughs> He's there. Yeah, how's how's that? Uh, he is definitely playing one of his characters. <laughs> <laughs> Does he interact with uh, Keanu Reeves at all? No, because... You haven't played much cyberpunk, have you? No, I have not. Keanu's in your head, man. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm not I'm not sure this is like maybe a spoiler for the first like 4 hours of the game or like whenever you get past that intro. Keanu Reeves isn't like his character Johnny Silverhand is not physically in the world. He is in a biochip in your head. Oh, okay. All right. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, but Keanu Reeves definitely has things to say about the stuff you're observing. It's just that other people can't see him. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm having a great time. I love the, uh, new, like, I, I think, believe last time I talked about starting fresh, um, I really like the new skill system, the new, uh, uh, perks and, and attributes, uh, the, the way it works now. Um, you have, like, 
you spell you spend like attribute and skill points, but you also have uh, this these skill progressions that advance based on the way that you're actually playing, and give you bonuses that way as well. Um, your survivability is no longer tied to what you're wearing, and instead it is attached to your cyberware and subdermal, like your. Some of your implants will get you better armor, uh, so you don't have to walk around looking st- like, I don't know, like some of the outfits you used to have to wear to be survivable just looked awful. So now you can actually just dress up the way you want to dress up, and then worry about your armor elsewhere. Uh, so Ooh, that's been yeah, really no, that's nice. good. Nice. Uh, I got some really cool weapons. I'm real. This time I'm going down into the smart weapons, man. Smart weapons are really cool. They get a lock on. Yeah, you just... It's its really fucking cool. Like, the smart weapons are super cool. Um, yeah. What's I, your um, What's your build? Like, what, what, what skills are you doing and things like oh, that? Oh, I'm doing a lot of... I'm doing a lot of uh, hacks, man. I'm spreading right contagion. On. I'm overloading people. I'm blinding them and following up on them and yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's Cyberpunk. I'm about halfway through the Phantom Liberty deal Phantom Liberty DLC. Um so maybe I'll have it done by the next time we cast a pod or however you wanna Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. Yeah. Nice. Alright. Um and then after that, I've got games to move on to. I've got Red Dead. Look, I'm looking at Red Dead, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. And I'm looking at Greedfall, and I'm like, well, that's a little bit shorter. Maybe I can knock that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I'm like, oh, man, I'm really going to get into the news. I'm looking at Dragon's Dogma. Yes. Did you watch, did you watch the Dragon's Dogma stuff? I watched some the, of it, the, yes. Their, their showcase. Yes. Man, I am I'm in. I'm fucking in for Dragon's Dogma. It's it looks really good. Uh I want to play Dark Arisen now. I maybe hmm, I think the I think that's what's going to happen is I'm going to play Dragon's Dogma instead of anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no this this I'm intrigued for sure with Dragon's Dogma too. I don't I don't know if I'll have time to go back and play that, the first one, although I've heard it's very good, but this game looks very good. Yeah. Very epic. And I uh I I don't know, man. I think I think I might be in. Yeah. Uh like between that and uh Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, I think the first like quarter of my year is booked. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, you put a news story here saying that it's going to be the Capcom's first $70 game. Uh, that's, the release date that was uh, leaked was confirmed, was it March 22nd? Yes. Or 26th? Yep. 22nd. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, but... Maybe that isn't their first $70 game because they still have that unannounced game that's coming in the first quarter, right? Yeah, unless this they fucked up their wording and this is somehow it. 
Well, I'm, I but hope yeah, that's. I don't know. I hope it's. Yeah. I hope it's Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I think if we get past the Game Awards and nothing is announced, I then I don't think it'll be Monster Hunter, and it's probably this game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see on that. But yeah, uh, this is going to be Capcom's first seventy dollar game. Uh, they're joining the club of seventy dollar games. Um, surprised it has lasted this long. I would have thought that maybe Tr- Street Fighter would have been it, but it wasn't. Yeah, um, I would have thought too that, and they probably could have gotten away with it with um, Resident Evil Four. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Either either Resident Evil Four or Street Fighter Six, just being two of their biggest franchises, I would have thought that would have been it to do it first. But yeah, they're really, no, they really they one. really believe in Dragon's Dogma. That's going to be the one that they raise the price on. <laughs> yeah, I wonder to like. I'm not saying this game won't be successful, but Dragon's Dogma, it, you know, and it totally could outsell you know resident evil 4 or or, uh, street fighter 6 it could happen i don't think it will but um maybe they just look at it as like hey we need to get some more money out of this thing and this we're going to make it 70 dollars and just yeah we know we know the suckers that are going to buy this are going to buy it whether it's 60 or 70 dollars so yeah plus it's it's been so long since the first one there's enough people that are very excited and that have wanted a sequel for a very long time that i They'll be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Dragon's Dogma. Uh, I guess on the subject of Capcom, we do have the Resident Evil 4 VR um, thing coming to PlayStation VR next week, December 8th. It's a free update. If you already own the Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, you'll have the VR version. Yeah. It's very cool. I... I I would absolutely love to do this in VR. I'm just not dropping the dough on on VR, but this is awesome. If you have it, if you have the VR, and if you have this game, dude, just going through that village in VR in the beginning is probably so fucking crazy. Um, And then getting into the castle section later in the game as well is probably so fucking cool. Um, Yeah. Very good. I, I can't believe it's free, too. I mean, they could totally get away with charging some some money for this probably but yeah making it freeze very nice yeah uh let's see what else do we have here i don't want to get into the bad news just yet uh there's a patch update coming for baldur's gate 3 we haven't really been talking about the baldur's gate patches because they're so big uh but this one is adding a uh an epilogue um which I guess wasn't wasn't there. Uh, there's going to be also a few more modes. There's honor mode, uh, which is going to make the game even more difficult. Uh, and then there's going to be some custom mode. I'm not sure what custom mode is. Let me s- see. Custom mode lets you pick the type of experience, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of different customization options for how you want to play the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No, that that's that's awesome. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there too that will want the honor mode, make it even harder. Um, game's already pretty pretty difficult, so 
yeah, that's cool. And then obviously a bunch of other fixes with UI and things like that. But apparently this epilogue adds another 3,589 lines of dialogue to I don't even want to know how many is already in the game in the game (laughs) it's just complete insanity uh, how much writing is in this game so um yeah that's that's cool and yeah it's all all free as well and apparently uh on the ps5 version they're adding dynamic resolution if you want that there so that's nice um and they also confirmed um all this stuff will be in the xbox version as well yeah uh, it's going to be a pretty big patch. Uh, 30 gigabytes needs 130 gigs of free space to install, but you could also just uh, uninstall and then reinstall Baldur's Gate 3 if you don't have <laughs> that additional 100 gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I need to. I need to just play through. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, like what do you what do you think Larian does next? Like truly, I mean, oh, do you man. think they go back to Divinity, or do they do a sequel to this game, or Wild Card? Do they do a big expansion to this game, or something like that? You know what I would like to happen is Disney throw them a shit ton of money to make to actually remake Kotor. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah, definitely a different style of RPG, but man, that would be so cool. Oh my god, dude. To have these guys make something in the Star Wars universe would be awesome. I know sometimes just we all get sick of like how much like Star Wars and Marvel stuff is around, but wow, that that would be cool. With this, for sure. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I love the world of Divinity. I think it is so cool. And I would love to go back to it. I think they will one day. But at the same time, a lot of cool things about Divinity are in Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. So it's like... And Baldur's Gate's just a bigger name, too. Obviously, they've had crazy success with this game compared to Divinity. It's like, maybe you just make... Baldur's Gate 4. Or you do a big expansion of this or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just do that instead and come back to Divinity someday. I don't know. But, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, they'll probably make whatever, uh, <laughs> whoever is handing out the money, they'll make a game for it, probably. Yeah. Because I, I imagine they, uh, there was a pretty good deal going on for them to uh, build a game in the Dungeons and Dragons universe like that yeah I'm sure alright let's see what do we have here we've got uh, hmm. we've got a closed studio Embracer officially closing Uh, what is this pre-radical design uh, makers of Time Splitters. Um, yeah, studios closing down December 11th. Sucks. I yeah. think everyone who... Every studio owned by Embracer should, you know, be looking over their shoulder. <laughs> yeah. 
100%. I mean, if they were willing to shut down Volition, one of their, arguably, two, maybe their biggest team, I mean, no team is safe, unfortunately, under Embracer. And it just sucks. It's just it's just so not not right at all. And uh, what really frustrates me about this is they got the Time Splitters IP. They literally revived this team to do Time Splitters again. Just to now shut them down. Yeah. Like, and it's no fault to this team at all either. It's just like, it's horrible management that has got them to this point. And I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, the Embracer sucks. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it just sucks how much talent they're just throwing away in this industry. Just gobbling up, just throw it away. It sucks. I mean, it's just the nature of these fucking vulture fucking holding companies who just, who want all the money and don't want to fucking invest, don't want to actually have the work be done to earn money, so they just fucking do this sort of shit to make the numbers look good. Right, absolutely. So Embracer is denying that this is happening, which is just stupid, because... Uh, Free Radical is a UK studio and it's law in the UK that if you are having layoffs, you need to let the employees know ahead of time. So, <laughs> of course, of course this is happening. Like, why? I don't know. It's just dumb that they're denying it. Uh, not the only bad news. Um, Destiny 2, the final shape has been delayed, and they are in hot water over <laughs> some stuff they were trying to sell in the game. Uh, first off here, the uh, DLC is delayed all the way to June 4th. Um, yeah, it doesn't look good over there. Like, Take your time, but man, people have been dying for new stuff in Destiny for a long time. Yeah, and it seems like, too, they're trying to develop like a stopgap sort of thing because this um, got pushed, and I believe it's Season of the Wish right now that just started, and that was supposed to be the last season to lead into the final shape, but they're doing Destiny 2 Into the Light, a two-month content update that's going to come out in April. Yeah. So I'm... who knows what that'll be. Um that's the thing with these live service games. When you have a big expansion that's scheduled and you have to delay it, like there's that time you have to fill in a live service game to keep people interested in your game. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it just creates a, a lot of problems. And I, I wonder if the season of the wish will be good. I mean, I hope it's all good. And I hope that... The final shape uh, turns out to be good just because Destiny's not in a good place. Bungie's not in a good place. And it will suck if Destiny ends this way. <laughs> if it just ends in such a poor way. So, yeah, to me, too, like, yeah, if you got to delay it even further, do it. But then they have another content hole. And it's like, well, what do you do then? Because you already have a player base that's not happy and. If there's no content, then they're going to leave, and then you're not making money, and blah, 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 blah. 
Um, and yeah, speaking of making money, they put out what they called a starter bundle uh, or starter pack, which was $15 that apparently had um, exotic weapons in it, cosmetics and upgrades that if you're just playing the game takes a while to get. And so people are, the community was very upset that this is more just kind of a, a pay to win sort of thing because people are just buying into this. And then, um, you know, it's like, what am, what am I spending all my time doing then? Um, if you can just buy it, they have removed that and have since apologized. But I think this just gets to another like incredibly, uh, big problem with destiny that they've had since the literal beginning and that's just onboarding like yeah it's just really hard for people to come in six expansions into a game and go what the fuck is happening and you know you have all this content to catch up on oh wait two they probably removed some of it and it's like it's just it's an absolute mess to get into this game for the first time if you haven't gotten into it and I think this this just points to that even more. So, yeah, it's a mess. It's... I I wonder what would happen to Bungie if they were still independent and not bought by Sony. Like in a timeline where Whitefall comes out and it's as bad as it was, the community's upset. They have layoffs. Blah blah blah. Basically, everything stays the same, but they're not bought by Sony to have that, like, financial backing and, and safety, you could say, even though they just laid off a bunch of people. Um, I, I truly do wonder what would happen to them. Yeah, I, I'm also curious to see maybe the impact of being bought by Sony and being asked to help with all these other... Um, asked to consult about all these other uh, live service games that Sony wants to do. I wonder if like some of their attention has been drawn elsewhere, and maybe some of that is part of the problem as well. Um, yeah, because like I, it's hard to tell like what they would have done if they weren't bought by Sony, like where their focus would have been, or like would they have had to do those layoffs? Were those layoffs because of redundancies, be, uh, because of being owned by so- Sony? Um, were the people they laid off like? people that were like important to the, you know important to how yeah. the team runs yeah it potentially but i think it's also just frustrating when um it was announced when they bought bungie sony did that i think it was like a third of the 3.6 billion dollars was just for employee retention mm-hmm. so it's like eh. <laughs> well then why are you laying off like incredibly key people not saying, I mean, all these people were important, but they let go of some very important people to Bungie and who have been there a long time and helped make them very successful. So I just, I don't get that part personally. I'm sure there's a lot more business back end that obviously I'm not aware of or smart enough for, but I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, I, I wonder on the live service stuff too with all the other games, but it's just yeah, it's just one of those things we've talked about a lot. It's like, well, we don't we haven't seen any of these fucking games. We just no. talk about them every week. Like there was something that it's something that's happening, and it's like okay, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Bungie's uh, help has paid off. Yeah. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, so this latest Bungie season, season of the Witcher, I believe, is a Witcher crossover. Am I correct? I think I think it has some Witcher okay. crossover content. I don't think the whole thing is based around it, but yeah, yeah there is right. some some crossover stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the Witcher CD Projekt Red, uh, half of their team is now working on The Witcher Four. Um, they've left Cyberpunk in a good place. Phantom Liberty. Uh, Cyber. I believe this is all copies of Cyberpunk. Okay, Phantom Liberty has sold 4.3 million copies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. Uh, there's also another big update coming pretty soon. So, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I want I want The Witcher. I like The Witcher a lot. And I, I, want, I want to see what they do in that world next. It has to be a Siri game, right? It, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I think if she's not in it, at least that's you have to kind of wild. A Siri, come on, we got to retire Geralt at some point, and yeah. we've got oh, like yeah. the perfect hero to follow it up. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think it would be cool if you were playing Siri, but maybe Geralt's there. Yeah, you know that, that would be cool. Um, so yeah, I mean. Obviously, that that number two is going to grow. Apparently, it's two hundred and sixty people on um, The Witcher already, or Witcher Four. So the number's going to keep growing as they wind down support for Cyberpunk. But yeah, it's a great success story with Bandom Liberty. Apparently, one in five people who own Cyberpunk bought this expansion. So that's that's pretty good turnaround there. That that many people have come back to the game after yeah. it's. It, Poor launch. Especially considering that, like, yeah, the Phantom Liberty, like, it's it's a cool DLC, but, like, the update they did to the systems and to make that game play, like, bet, like just generally, like, a better experience, like, that update was free. So that brought a lot of people back, and in addition to that, people bought into the uh, DLC. Right. Like it was. It wasn't just that they improved the game. People came back and they they wanted more. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's great. And game. This game will keep selling too because the um, ultimate edition I think comes out next week. Right. I'm sure a bunch of people were just waiting for that as well. So. Yeah. Good for them. I'm still going to be a little cautious on The Witcher Four at least at launch because you know. They've obviously turned around Cyberpunk, and The Witcher 3 was great. So it's not like like CD Projekt Red can still make great games, but I hope that they've learned that they need to just put The Witcher 4 out when it is ready and put it out on the appropriate platforms as well. Yeah. I have a feeling The Witcher 4 is going to be this case where it's going to be the... And I hate... Yeah, I shiver when I say this. It'll be coming out at the end of the PlayStation 5 console generation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is crazy to say. And but it will yes, be an edge agreed. case of, well, should this game just be on PlayStation 6? <laughs> that's right. what I fear about The Witcher 4. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I fear as well. Now, uh, the PlayStation 5 is an obviously way more capable machine than the PS4. Yeah. And I think the scope of Cyberpunk 
was just way too much for the PS4. You know, not saying that can't happen on PS5 where they're just the scope of The Witcher 4 is just crazy huge or something like that. But I would think that those things wouldn't happen again. But who knows? There's the never. Uh, is oh that is not all the news. We do have one more thing to share with y'all. The new PlayStation Plus games for December. Uh, I looked at this lineup. It looks pretty good to me. Uh, I don't know about you. We've, we're getting Lego 2K Drive, Power Watch Simulator, and uh, Sable. Um, I can speak for Sable. Sable is a really fucking cool game uh, definitely one you should try out uh, if you haven't played it yet uh, Power Wash Simulator excellent game to play when you're listening to a podcast and you just want something in your hands to do while you're while you're doing that <laughs> yeah um, and then yeah Lego 2K Drive I hmm, I'm curious it's supposed to be like a kind of like a Forza Horizon, but with Legos, in a way. Yeah, I'm kind of curious that, about it too. Except that Forza Horizon already did a Lego thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. They did. They Was did. That Horizon Four. They did the Lego yes. expansion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not not a bad month for sure. Yeah. Power Off Simulator, a uh, Square Enix game. Yes. Right. Yep. It's just so weird. Mm-hmm. Every time I remember that, I'm like, that is just so weird to me. <laughs> yeah, and they do the they do those crossovers. Like you can clean, you can clean a Buster Sword. You can clean up the bar in Power Wash Simulator. You can clean up the, uh, the some Final Fantasy VII vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You can. Yeah. It, mm, really weird. But yeah, cool games. Uh, I gotta say again, yeah, Sable is a must-play. <laughs> right on. Uh, but one that other, is all... qu- oh, well, one other quick news thing. I'm just curious. Did you see those images of the Fallout TV show that Amazon's doing? I have. I have. Yeah. What do you think? It doesn't look bad. Yeah. That's what I thought too. I'm like, wow. I think it's the guy. I'm. Um, I haven't played Fallout in so long. The the big armored suits that they have. Um, that image. I'm like, damn. That actually looks really fucking good. Like, I don't know. I was just so surprised by that. Um, I think there's there's some potential there. That's a thing with Amazon shows though. Is like some of the stuff like. Not all of it, but a lot of stuff in like that Lord of the Rings show looked really good, but. The writing wasn't the greatest at all. So, yeah, and that's I what hope, worries me. Is I because, hope this is good because in Fallout, aside from New Vegas, and I will caveat. I think aside from some of the DLCs in New Vegas, I don't think there are many great stories in Fallout in the games. Mm. I I just don't. I don't think the stories are great. Uh. So I wonder what they're going to do for the show. Yeah, I'm curious on that too. 
but apparently it takes place like in in the same universe as the games. Yeah, it's not like a, a side thing or anything like that. Well, they've like got pl- they've got plenty so. of area to work with, like especially they do. Like, the games have only taken place in America, and I I assume this show is going to take place in America. But there's only been like a few locations they've been, been to. Like they've yeah, there there's so much. Hey, America's big. I'm not sure if you know about that. America's a pretty it big is. country. And yeah. uh, the, what, Fallout 1, 2, 3, Tactics, Brotherhood, uh, the, what, 7 or 8 Fallout games, don't, they, they don't cover all of America. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, some good potential there. I'm looking forward to when they actually put out the actual trailer i think that is something that could happen at the game awards yeah yeah absolutely seems like a good good spot to do that so we'll see yeah uh any other tv or movie news you want to share (laughs) no no that was it i just wanted to ask about that knowing that you're a big fallout fan so yeah all right well that's going to do it for the show this week um, I'm off to go to a tabletop game convention. Maybe a lot of stuff to report from that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm going to maybe finish Cyberpunk 2077 and the Phantom Liberty DLC. Uh, and potentially move on to something else. What have you got planned? Um, well, Saturday is... I'm turning 30, so oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of stuff on Saturday. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Today's my last Thursday as a in my 20s, um, and then yeah, just looking forward to uh, getting to play some video games this weekend as well because I definitely will have time. So looking forward to getting back to some Baldur's Gate, Spider Man, and yeah, kind of. Just hanging out. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. We're, we're going to go and have some fun. We're going to enjoy our lives. You should all do the same. Uh, and if you can, do those things we ask you to do. Rate and review us. Share us with your friends. All that helps us get into more ears. And we like that. We're like we're like the Mind Flayer tadpoles of podcasting. Um, <laughs> yes. So, you know, do your duty. We'll be back next time. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... What the hell? He's got a bush?